Grab yourself a coffee or a tea, kick back and get comfortable. We are about to kick off another episode of The At Home Show. I'm Norm, this is the Tokyo Lens Podcast, and welcome to the At Home Show. As always, if you are a regular listener, welcome back. So when I first kicked off this this project, this series, the At Home Show itself, it was meant to be something very small and very quickly snowballed wildly out of control. And as I saw that snowball happening and gradually (laughs) lost control of the scale of the project, I saw an opportunity, an opportunity to work with somebody that up until that point, I had only said, hey, we should eventually work on a project together. And that is who we are talking to today. Now, if you have not seen any of the artwork for the At Home Show, like the thumbnails or any of the stuff that I've put out on Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube, I encourage you to pause this episode for a second and just scroll through your phone and take a peek if you have the ability to do so. If you have seen it, today we're going to be talking about the person, or I guess talking to, the person who did all of the artwork for that, who's actually surprisingly not in Japan right now. But this person does come to Japan very, and I'm like, I keep saying this person, this person, this person, you know what, without any further ado, without all the rambling and chit chat, let's just jump into the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, coffee or tea in hand today, we are at home with Suru Denise. Hey, Denise, how you doing? Hey, how are you? I am doing pretty good. Um, for anybody listening or watching, just a heads up, Denise actually isn't in Japan right now. De- Denise, where am I talking to you from? Uh, I'm in Germany because I'm actually from Germany. <laughs> there so we go. This there is where go. I live. And I think that's a pretty good um, segue, if you will, into yeah. a bit of an introduction about yourself. So for anybody who doesn't know you, how would you introduce yourself? I guess the best way to introduce myself is that I, um, I've been working as a freelance artist for the past couple of years. And I mm-hmm. travel back and forth between Germany and Japan. Because I do mostly like Japanese influenced art, so I travel to Japan a lot to get all my inspiration and like photography from there. So that's how we get to know each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how often would you say that you come back and forth? Um, I think well because I usually do it, so I stay there for like two to three months every time I visit. So I think okay. I've been there like four or five times so far, mm. and it's it's usually like three months that I stay. So. Gotcha. I've spent quite some time in Japan. Mm. And I kind of want to jump right from there into talking a little bit about your art style. Um, so for anybody who's seen any of the imagery for the At Home show, that was basically the yeah. base of all of that was you. We'll touch a little bit on it later, but you have a very specific theme and color palette and everything that you tend to do. Um, I know it's really hard to describe visual artwork with just words, but how would you describe your art and your style? Well, I guess because as a kid, I spent like a lot of time just watching anime and especially like in the 90s, there was like Sailor Moon and it had like Mm. this like really pastel kind of vivid, like dreamy color palette. 
And that's、mm. always like what inspired me, and it's pretty much what I take into my art. So you had posted that you had like a like a thing set up in Shibuya.、Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,、right. exactly. Yeah, it was in the what is it, the Staya Building there, top yeah. floor. Yeah, they have、um, like a little like library kind of section, or like a,、mm. it's like a cafe slash like little art exhibit kind of area, and it、yeah. was like a little yeah. I had my stuff set up because it was like a pop up store. And they had like、yep. a bunch of like kind of Sailor Moon art people featured, and I think that's how you found it, if I remember correctly. There's something very. How can I put this? I, I didn't realize until I started printing my own photos, but there's. It adds an extra layer when you can, f- like physically. I, I it, it sounds weird to say physically see, but see the physical manifestas- manifestation. That's the English word, of.、Yeah. A piece of art, right?、Um, when you see it on a screen and it's backlit, versus when you're seeing it just printed on something, it has a very different feel. And I actually was almost late for something that day <laughs> because I swung by. That totally worth it, by the way. I also think I stole like your last ever business card that was there.、Yeah. Did you ever end up <laughs> replenishing them? Yeah, I did. I did come there after because I heard about it that some people were like going there to get those. But yeah,、mm. it was kind of the same thing for me because it was like the first real exhibit I had. So to like actually see it all like laid out there was like pretty. It was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It was. I I wish I had been able to get to it sooner.、Uh, I've always tried to kind of so like for example, you know Victor,、uh, Frame of Travel.、Mm-hmm. Uh, about a year or so ago,、uh, Victor had had a little bit of an exhibition of some of his photography, and he'd actually done traveling all across Japan solely for the purpose of getting arcades, going to like. Retro arcades and getting photos and making an exhibition of it. That's super cool.、And、I had meant to go there and make a vlog of it, so I could like kind of put it out there, push it. I got there on like the last day. I felt so bad, like so incredibly bad. And then I think it was really similar with your exhibition. It was like a week or so before it finished. So yeah, yeah,、bad. it was really short. Like, and it was kind of short、yeah. notice. Like, I couldn't really like tell people too long in advance because it was kind of、mm. like a spontaneous thing. And yeah, but like surprisingly, a lot of people actually, I guess, happened to be there at the time because it was in December, I think, if I remember. Yeah, yeah. around there. So a lot of people had went to Japan like for like、uh, Christmas holiday or something, and that's so. I guess it was kind of like a good time.、Mm. And so we touched on the topic of, for example, something like Sailor Moon being, you know, the, the color palette and the pastels、yeah. and everything being an inspiration that pulled you in. But the other day, you had shared a whole bunch of stuff on Instagram that I was like, oh、mm-hmm. man, that had to take some time to lay all of those out. Would you be able to touch on maybe a couple of the other animes or things that you drew inspiration from for your style?、Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I pretty much. That was like in the '90s in Germany. Like anime just exploded, and it was on TV like pretty much all day. Like Sailor、mm. Moon, Dragon Ball, and like Ghost in the Shell, like Akira. There was like everything that's like a '90s or '80s kind of like classic was like on TV, and I just like, absorbed it all with like my friends. And that's how, how I pretty much got like into drawing as well, because I just wanted to be able to like create my own little like characters and. It looked all pretty crappy when、mm. I look back because I still have some like older drawings, but yeah, I just always like kind of like the the way it's like so expressive and 
they kind of like just broke the boundaries a little because they just used crazy colors and like the way the buildings looked obviously wasn't mm. familiar to me like coming from Germany especially because where I live it's like there's a lot of like castles and a lot of like mountains and stuff like that and it's mm. so like not what I'm used to like when I see it in anime it's like all yeah. these like big cities and Tokyo especially like always seemed massive to me and like that's pretty much what also just made me want to visit and like see it for myself and like see what kind of like inspiration I could get from it and it obviously <laughs> it obviously hasn't stopped since then pretty much mm. it's kind of funny because if you if if you look like your art is inspired by Japan being from Germany, you said it's the castles and the mountains and everything like that, which is yeah. more often than not, ironically, the type of stuff depicted in animes like Ghibli and whatnot, right? They go yeah. for that whole aesthetic. They're like they're the whole opposite. And I also yeah. remember thinking as a kid, I've watched some Ghibli movies and I never really actually saw them as like that Japanese. Like I didn't mm. even really know when I was really young. Until I then obviously found out that it's all like made by like Studio Ghibli, and I was like so amazed by it. But I actually really love like their take on like Western style architecture. Like I actually mm. find it super interesting. But I guess you kind of always want to do like what you're not used to seeing, so it's like more interesting for you. Exactly right. I think being from Canada, it's it's quite similar. Um, lots yeah. of wide open spaces. And coming to a place like Tokyo and seeing the big city is just, it's a lot of fun, right? Yeah, because you so, also do photography, so it's like yeah, more interesting yeah. for sure. Which is something that you actually spend a lot of time doing as well. Like Now, correct me if I'm wrong, you use infrared for your photography? Actually, none at all. Really? <laughs> it's all, like just done by editing, yeah. <laughs> oh, you! I really thought, what threw me off, what threw me off is the fact that you have it for your videos as well. So I never mm -hmm. assume, I just figured you were like taking an IR filter and popping it up and then getting the, you're actually editing all of those and then putting yeah. them up. You're putting the work <laughs> in. I have some in. lens filters, but I never, like they're mostly just like, so it makes like sunset colors look kind of like a bit more purplish or pinkish, mm -hmm. but it's never, I prefer like, cause I, before I really got into photography, I was mm -hmm. actually really interested in video editing. Okay. And so, like, how have we me, never talked about this? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like that's why I also just like to edit like videos that I put on Instagram, like just kind of mess with the colors, and then obviously it's like fun to see people's reactions because they'll be like, "Wait, does it really like look this like this vibrant?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, well, <laughs> it's like mostly I want to like match what I get on like a photo. I want to be able to do the same like on video." I think that's super mm -hmm. fun. But yeah, it, it can like take quite a while, especially like those infrared ones is like, it, they do take quite a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, do you, I don't want to get too technical for all of the, the audience and people listening, but do you create your own presets or do you do each one individually? Mm, I mean, I do have presets, but I don't really use them that often. Like I'll sometimes like try to lay one over and see what the result could look like at the end, but it, usually just doesn't like look as good as if I just do it manually myself. So mm. it does need like a lot of tweaking, you know? Okay. See, now I don't feel so bad. For all <laughs> no. the time that I've done photography and video, I've 
I've created one or two presets that I've just never ended up using. Every single shot, everything I do is edited from zero as well. Yeah. So. I don't know how people make presets that look good every single time you use them. I don't know if that's possible. Like <laughs> Ludicrous. Absolutely yeah. ludicrous. On the topic of like Tokyo pulling us in, uh, which I think is a, is a really good topic because we, we both do a lot of backstreet exploration and photography yeah. and try to find the, the spot. I think a lot of people don't realize that when you're taking a picture, you're not taking a picture of a scene. You're taking a picture of the light. You're taking a picture of the light that's reflected off of that scene. And so this is one of the reasons why backstreets and alleys and little crevices and little zoomed in shots of the tops of buildings and everything often make for that I guess the I don't want to say that the photo style that we go for because it is there there are overlaps but it is very different. But have you found there to be? I've gravitated personally towards certain areas of Tokyo like Ueno, Asakusa, everything like that. But you've yeah. seemed to gravitate. I'm just no English with me today. <laughs> you seem to have gravitated to kind of the opposite side of Tokyo. So could you share a little bit about some of your favorite spots and why you love them? Mm, well, the first time I visited Japan, I actually stayed in Shinjuku uh, Kabukicho area, which is mm. like, I guess for when you are from Japan, it's kind of like really unusual to be staying there. But because <laughs> I had like no idea and I wanted to mm. be like as in the middle as I could, just so I wouldn't get lost, like taking the train or whatever. Um, I stayed in that area and it was actually really like amazing for me to see the contrast because I'm not really like used to being in a city like this big, obviously, mm. like being mostly from like nature. I wanted to just like get the full opposite. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, I, I usually will like stay in Shinjuku, um, but I also like really enjoy like Asakusa, something more quiet like Koenji or like Kichijoji or something like that. But for me, it's like the the more time I spend in Tokyo, the more I want to like branch out and like see as much as I can. And like, okay, what's the next like weird hidden area that I can find that I've not been to yet? But yeah. Mm. I couldn't help but laugh because you were like, oh, yeah, more quiet areas like Koenji and Kichijoji. I've been to Kichijoji once in the last five years. Oh, and really? vowed to never go back solely because of how busy and crowded it was. And this comes from somebody who lived in the core of Asakusa, now lives kind of near Tokyo Tower, and has also lived near Tokyo Station. Like, I used to live about a seven-minute walk from Tokyo Station, and still, Kichijoji was it was just a bit much for me. <laughs> it was on the, the train line that I pretty much used to stay. I was just like the like Chuo line where you go towards like Mitaka and like the Jeepney mm. Museum is in that area. So I think I why I think most people like it is because it has like kind of that Ghibli look. Like every there's yeah. so many cafes and like parks and people with their dogs out and stuff like that. Because I, yeah, I think yeah. I remember hearing that it's like one of the most popular areas in Tokyo to live in or something. It is. By like is. Tokyo people, yeah. That's what I what it felt like there too. Like it is quite busy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a very, very popular spot. On the topic of the Ghibli Museum, I feel like I'm jumping topics so quickly, <laughs> but I've got to ask before I forget, have you been yeah. there? Yes, I have been there the first time I went. I've never been. I've never been. And I'm sure oh, really? there are plenty of people listening or watching who haven't had the opportunity to be there yet. Would you be able to give a, a small little, I guess, a, a hint, a, a, a 
mini description. I'm really struggling with English. You know, I'll let you speak <laughs> and I'm just going to have some coffee here. Um, well, it was kind of complicated because I, you have to like buy tickets like way in advance because yeah. it sells out all the time. Mm. And it was funny because I flew and I actually didn't have my ticket yet. So someone okay. from Germany had to send it for me because you have to buy it from the country that you're from, which mm. is also like another like complicated thing. But <laughs> thankfully, it like arrived on the day that I was supposed to go. So I went and it was like so it's because they don't really allow you to take many photos. You're kind of okay. just like forced to like take it all in and just like really enjoy it. Instead mm. of like, because I think otherwise everyone would just be taking photos of every little thing that's in there because it's all like super beautiful. And mm. it has like that kind of like a bit like Hobbit-esque vibe because like it's such a unique architecture. The way the house is built is like kind of like European style, like mm. fantasy. And it's like there's so many details, so many like behind the scenes photos. And there's even like a little cafe in there where you can get some really? of the food that they have like in those movies. Yeah. It's, but like the line for that is like crazy long. So you kind of have to like plan in some extra time wow. to be there. But yeah, I was able to go there luckily. <laughs> I would like to go back there again at some point. Ghibli food. I actually made the super thick bacon and eggs breakfast from Howl's nice. Moving Castle the other day. So just going to put that out there. That looks and so good. <laughs> you should put that on your bucket list, like for sure. When when it's not too crazy busy again, then probably. Yeah, I would can totally mm -hmm. recommend that. I want to watch through all the Ghibli movies again and kind of rebuild that excitement and kind of re-catch because there are some that I haven't seen since I was super young watching things like Sailor Moon with my little sisters and whatnot. So yeah. I want to rebuild that excitement and then buy the tickets eight months in advance. <laughs> yeah. So I think for me it was yeah. like two months or something and that was luckily not too bad, but yeah. I think they're yeah. all like on Netflix now or something, if I remember correctly. But then for I think every recently country I heard... except for yeah. Japan and North oh, really? America. It's so <laughs> painful. Yes. That's super frustrating. Oh, I didn't know it that. Is. It That's is. That's really it's weird. Just... I wonder why it is like that. <laughs> um, torture, licensing above all else. Uh, yeah. But, but I heard yeah. they're actually making a new movie right now. Really? But if I remember, yeah. But he said like, Oh, it could probably take like another five years because this is going to be like his slowest work ever. So who knows? <laughs> Wonderful. Well, at least we have something to look forward to. That's always nice. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I heard they're also going to make like an amusement park or something about what? it. Yeah, okay. I think if okay. I remember, it's like a Ghibli like world something that's like going to be built like in the next, I don't remember, like five years or something. I feel like that'll become the biggest tourism draw to Japan. Like just As if there if isn't the already museum a lot. <laughs> is this big, yeah, right? Yeah, like, it's it's gonna be impossible to get in. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I was gonna ask uh, if you've seen any of the uh, or if you're interested in any of the like, for example, your name and stuff like that. I think a lot mm -hmm. of people when they come to Japan, and some people even in Japan, very understandably, do like the your name photo tour where they'll like go around and try yeah. and find as many of the spots from your name as possible. Have you done anything like that? I actually did go to like the little like staircase, I guess it is, because it's like mm. next to like the shrine and like 
further outskirts of like Shinjuku area or like behind like Yoyogi or something like that. Mm. And uh, I actually, because I knew it was probably a place that would be super busy. I went there at like 5 a.m. in the morning and it was just completely empty. There were like little grandmas like cleaning the streets and it was like super peaceful. And like I could get like a really nice like sunrise kind of thing. But I think then a week later, I went there in like the afternoon and there were so many people like on those <laughs> steps taking photos. And I was like, wow, I didn't expect that because it was like two years or something after the movie came out. But yeah. yeah, it's like it's so popular, but I didn't see all the spots. I only was like able to really like find the stairs and like what's kind of around the area. Yeah, mm. but I would like to do more like that, especially for like. Like, there's so many, like, anime where you can actually directly find, like, references. Like, I think even in Kamakura, there's, like, from Slam Dunk, there's, mm. like, this little, I'm not sure what it's called, like, railway, I guess, from, like, the tram line. Yeah, where, like, yeah. so many people take photos there, too, which is crazy, because yeah. that show is, like, way older. But, mm. yeah, I really like that about that. Like, you can kind of, like... Because it also kind of forces you to go to areas that you wouldn't normally have heard of, which yeah. is pretty cool. The issue is every single time we branch into a new like section of conversation, <laughs> there's like 400 more things that I want to talk about. So right now I'm sitting here and I'm like, do I follow the thread of Kamakura, which is an area that I absolutely love? Do I follow yeah. the thread of the getting up at 5 a.m. basically makes Tokyo yours, right? Like for any tourists sure. who are looking to have Tokyo to themselves, like 5 a.m., 4 a.m., that is your jam. I'm glad that you yeah. figured that out. Or do I follow, the, there's so many, there's so many, you know what? I think I'm going to take a minute to think over which one of these I'm going to follow. And I will pick one right after the break. I don't know about you, but I am really glad that we are into the second set of at-home show episodes. And this one here with Denise is a fantastic way to kick things off. The second half of the episode is going to be just as much fun. But I wanted to take two seconds and remind you that there is a secret Instagram, a Discord server, extra videos every month, and a whole hidden podcast over for the community of people on Patreon. If you are interested in joining that, it is a great place to be. I'm not going to distract from this episode anymore though, just wanted to share that with you guys and let's jump right back in. All right, welcome back from the break. Nothing has changed. I'm still sitting here with Denise trying to decide which one of these threads to follow. You know, let's go with Kamakura. Let's go Mm -hmm. with Kamakura. You have this beautiful, beautiful shot of Mount Fuji across the water that I'm assuming probably came from that area. Yeah, it was actually from, like, Enoshima Island, which is, Mm. like, this tiny, like, super small island, which basically is, like, one large shopping street and, like, a shrine and, like, temple on top. And it has, like, actually this little, like, sea candle, I think it's called, which you can go up and it's, like, illuminated at night, which is super cute. But it it has, like, this kind of hidden beach area, which is, like, where I took that shot from because it's only really like the the ocean and like fuji dividing you and like that's it it's like the most beautiful view ever i uh i'm gonna tell you something that every time i share this with somebody who's been to enoshima and then left the area and i tell them they're like oh my god how did i not know so be ready for that yeah 
that view that you got, that gorgeous, you know, sunset, just past golden hour view of Mount Fuji lit up in the background. One of my favorite ways to enjoy that is when you first get onto Enoshima, off to your right hand side, there's this big fancy white building that just looks way too expensive to even step foot in. It's got that big spiral up on it. And if you look outside, it says Eno Spa. And you're like, well, I definitely shouldn't be going in there. That's spa, that's Mm-hmm. Rich people only. That place is a hidden gem that is incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. If you're ever down in the area and you have a bathing suit with suit, why did I say it's so weird? <laughs> if you have a bathing suit with you, I highly recommend heading into Eno Spa, especially if you go like just pre-night. They have this night pack that I think is like 16, 17, 20 bucks, something like that. It gives you access to all these heated pools, indoor, outdoor, rooftop. One of the pools is inside of a cave and the like the cave overlooks exactly that view. They're all like infinity pools as well. And it is so wonderful. And the night pack, I like to go about like 30, 40 minutes early. And they're like, oh, we'll let you have the night pack early. No worries. Um, I have the tiniest, tiniest of tattoos on my wrist. Mm. It's like, <laughs> I've been kicked out of there once for having a tattoo. So if you have really? tattoos, it's unfortunate. They're pretty strict about it. But otherwise, it's like 20 bucks gives you access to five, six, seven or more pools. And it is gorgeous. And now I'm just, the way you're nodding your head, I'm just yeah. waiting for you to be like, oh, I knew about that. I actually went there. This is Well, actually, I didn't go there. I, I have like regrets now because it sounds amazing. Um, I just remember <laughs> walking past it because it has that like spa smell, like when you walk past it and it's mm. all like super nice and like vacation-y. But I never had like a bathing suit with me or anything like that. So I always kind of like, it always interested me because the island's also like, they have like their own like seafood specialties and stuff like yep. that. And I think they have that there as well. But I mm. didn't know that the view there was that amazing because you can't really tell when you're standing right no. in front of it. It's like you this massive no building. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> they should so like advertise with that view, if, in my opinion. Right? <laughs> One of my like little mini travel tips is always like go to Kamakura, obviously, but pick one night at the very minimum and get a hotel just across the, the bridge from Enoshima. There's plenty of cheap hotels that are literally right there. You can get a hotel for like 60, 70 bucks, I think seven, 8,000 yen. And go to Enoshima. If you really want to feel like Japan, like the kind of Japan that we only typically get to experience in anime and movies and stuff like that, if you really want to feel that Japan, go to Enoshima at like 11 p.m. midnight around there when there's nothing but locals wandering the island in their like yukata <laughs> and like there's like men getting their traps out of the water from catching fish and there's cats wandering all over the island yeah, non-stop that's true. There's moonlight so many cracking cats. between the buildings it's just ah oh, that place after dark after everyone has left is borderline mystical that's true. I did stay like on separate occasions. I always stayed there at night, like one time in this really like super cheap, like hostel kind of thing where there you have like an older guy like making you breakfast in the morning and it's it was so fun. And then I think after like the second time I went, I stayed at a hotel there and it had like this view. Like I remember waking up, at, I think it was also like 
5 or 6 a.m. And it's like super rare that you actually get like the full Fuji view because it's always either like overcast or like mm. foggy. But like at that time, there was like a rainbow because it had just rained. <laughs> then there was like this massive like Mount Fuji view on the side. And it was like the most like crazy thing. Like I couldn't sleep after that. I was just like trying to take <laughs> photos. But then at some point I was just like, okay, I'm going to stop taking photos and just enjoy this because the photos are never like actually going to be able to like really convey like what I'm seeing right now. Yeah. Like yeah, it was, never. it's like one of the most, I think, like underrated kind of places because there are tourists there, but it's, it's not really as in your face as, because mm. most people will go to Kamakura, but they won't really like go further. But yeah. yeah, I think I was so like happy when I pretty much found that place and I always come back to it like every time I go there. Also because the people yeah. there are like so like super friendly and like relaxed it kind of like reminded me a little bit of like Hawaii because I've mm. been to Hawaii mm. at some point before. <laughs> and mm. it felt so much like Hawaii. Like you see people like surfing and like walking around with their boards. It was like yep. unreal. Like it has like a real like vacation feel to it. <laughs> it's got a super, super beach vibe too. I think it's the first time in my entire life that I've seen somebody, <clears throat> excuse me, with a bicycle or with like a little scooter that has a rack on the side for a surfboard. I had never yeah. seen that anywhere else other than. <laughs> and Kamakura everybody and seems to be doing that too. Yep. Like everybody there's like a surfer or has like the little like house by the coast or something. I feel like that's like probably one of the most like popular areas to like live in probably because it's also like so close to Tokyo really. Yeah. It's not even yeah. that far. I have friends who live down there who commute to Tokyo every single day for work. And I used to go down two to three weekends a month and hang out in either Kamakura or in the Enoshima area. I always lean towards Enoshima. Just yeah. again, it's that culture. Same. It just makes you feel like you've escaped. You're in Japan, but you're in like a different I don't know. You're in a different culture. Yeah. You're in a different time period, maybe. You're definitely in a different pace than you are in Tokyo. Um, but Kamakura itself, what I really love, and that's very underestimated, everyone goes for the big Buddhist statues and everything like that. But there are so many hidden temples and shrines. My personal favorite being a shrine dedicated to money, where you oh, actually... Really? you wash your money in the hopes that like this money will bring you more money and the most amazing thing is you walk up this winding road that has one of those like cement walls that's gone up a mountain but it's all like mossed over and then in this wall there's a hole like a cave but the entrance of it has been made into a tori gate so mm. in order to find this place you walk up this unsuspecting hill to find a cave in a wall gated by a tori. You walk through this expecting it's going to be this like indoor affair and you've come to this wide open secret area that's completely open. Just the cave like leads you to this place that has it's amazing. It's amazing. And there are so many hidden little temples and shrines like that to explore. I feel like if yeah. we keep going on this, this entire episode <laughs> is just going to end up being a promotion for like Kamakura and Emoshima area. It should be, honestly. But yeah, like even that just makes me think how 
many things are kind of like undiscovered or you wouldn't mm. be able to see in like a tour guide or something if you Google yeah. it. Because even when I go, like I try to not like follow usually what like the most popular place is online. So it's like not the busiest thing ever. Yeah. yeah, even that, I, I had no idea. I remember reading about the caves at some point, at it, but I never, like, it sounded kind of like, okay, a cave, <laughs> like, what's the big deal about it? But I could imagine right. that, like, in Japan, they will find, like, a way to make it the most incredible, like, thing ever. Yeah, and it's just so neat to see everyone going in with these baskets, and they fill their baskets with all, like, some people just put their wallet right in the basket. Some people put, like, the money from their wallet in, and they'll, like, <laughs> wash it in this waterfall, and it's crazy. So, but speaking of undiscovered places, uh, because I, in that way, uh, also, I, it's, you know, the, the main beaten path stuff, I try not to do too much Shibuya or Shinjuku content. We were talking about Victor earlier. Mm-hmm. And about a year ago, Victor and I went on what was originally supposed to be called the Abandoned Adventure, but ended up becoming the Unnamed Adventure because none of these places that we thought were abandoned were actually abandoned. And have you heard of, for example, Doai Station? Mm, I don't think so. I don't so, think I've heard of it. I'll send you some links later, but it's a super deep underground. Like it's got this long, like 500 stair station thing and it's all covered in moss and it's all this cement tunnel. It's in the middle of the mountains, like nowhere. Uh, we did that or we did this, uh, which is like, um, there's all these statues that were carved in the likeness of real people. Uh, and they're just oh, the really? creepiest stone statues <laughs> and all this stuff. But I'd say in all of my, you, you get, always get the feeling that, you know, all the, the edges of the map have been filled in. There's nothing left to discover. But I think that's very, very untrue. There's still so much tiny things to be discovered. I think we'll be able to yeah. loop back into Tokyo with that. But have you ever been to the island of Shikoku? Uh, I have not, but I actually, a really good friend of mine used to live there for like five years or something. I okay. Think, if I remember correctly, but I, I always wanted to visit, but by the time I came to Japan, she already had moved away from that area. So I never mm. got to visit, unfortunately, but I heard it's like super like rural and like really like low key and relaxed. It's so full of hidden gems um it's one of the areas that's much better enjoyed with a car but i remember pulling over on the side of the road because there was this partially built structure there was the you know when they're building like a a building building a building it's just so weird to say it like that (laughs) when they're building a structure and they use the like i-beams first those like metal beams and they do the frame well they had built this frame and i think it's still on my instagram but it had just, all they did is built the frame and then abandoned it. So there's this red frame of metal covered in these green, like ivy leaves that have just taken it, but like nature is taking it back. <laughs> and then there was this little river and creek that led to like what looked like a crack in the mountains, like one layer of mountain overlaying another. And I was like, it looks like we can go in there. Let, let's go and explore. <laughs> Let, let's just, just, honestly, um, I'm sure that's in a guidebook somewhere. It has to be because when I got in there, it was like this hidden valley in between mountains that just went all the way up. Absolutely gorgeous. There's like a little river running through it. You can see all the way to the bottom of the water. It's so clear and blue. There's like 
fish and butterflies. It looks like, have you ever seen the Pirates of the Caribbean where they're searching for the, um, the Fountain of Youth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that place. Like really? In this, yeah. And I was like, wow. Just wow. And there are a lot of little hidden spots like that around Japan. I think people don't expect it. But even if you aren't traveling Japan, even if you just come to Tokyo and go, for example, out to West Tokyo, there are a lot of spots like that as mm-hmm. well. For Tokyo exploration itself, before we get too far into, as soon as we get into the topic of exploring Japan, that's it. We're, we're never coming <laughs> yeah. back. We're, we're never going to no. loop back. <laughs> For Tokyo exploration itself, do you have one specific spot that either you love exploring the most or want to explore more? Hmm, that's really difficult, <laughs> especially because like there's so many areas in Tokyo that I just spent so much time in. But hmm. I guess I would like to go a bit more further, like northern Tokyo. I've never really went that much up north, but mm. there's like little areas here and there that I really like. Like the, I think the f- last time I visited, I went to like Yanaka, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. Which is like, like more stuff like that, which is kind of like has like a hidden gem vibe. But of course, there's like tourists there because it's I think it's been in like some like little like dramas and stuff like mm. that sets. But yeah, like I really like just finding all these areas that feel local and just like really, yeah, like has like a cute like kind of deeply vibe to it. I like that mm. a lot. One of the things that made me fall in love with the Asakusa area, everything from Yanaka to Asakusa, and there's, I'll tell you what, next time you get back, we will grab Victor himself, maybe one or two other little explorers, and we'll just hit some back streets at like three o'clock in the morning, wait for mm-hmm. the sun to come up, go through blue hour and all that, and we'll do all the photography. So That sounds we'll, perfect to me. <laughs> there we go. It is It is planned. It is set. But I have yeah. some questions that I, I was like, okay, I'm going to ask this in the first half of the episode. It's on my notes and everything. Never got to it. I want to talk a little bit about the the art for... The at-home show itself. Um, There's Mm -hmm. two main pieces that we kind of worked on. Uh, One was a very simple map. And the the, the color scheme for both the map and the main at-home show image kind of matched up with each other. Um, I don't even know where to start. Do we start with the color schemes? Do we start with the design? Okay, (laughs) let's start with the design for the main at-home show image. So a little bit of background uh, for anybody who doesn't know already. The at-home show was originally only supposed to be perhaps two, maybe three guests. That was it. That was the entire thing. And then then I started getting like phone calls being like, dude, I'm at home too. Like, just just hit me up. Come on, let's do this. And then it was like, what, you're going to leave me out? And then next thing I knew... Um, the first set of the at-home show was like six guests spanning the entire country. And I was like, I, I called you up and I was like, we we have an opportunity here. Yeah. Here's the here's the situation. Do you have any design ideas? And you were like, actually, yes, I do. So for anybody who maybe hasn't actually seen the design for the at-home show logo or has peeked at it and not really seen it in as much detail as it actually has, 
Can you reveal some of the behind the scenes secrets of the at home show imagery? What, what was in your mind as you were making that? Well, because you told me about it and you said, okay, I'm, I have these people and they're all from like different cities all over Japan, which for me was already like, okay, different cities all over Japan. I have to immediately check like what is like a famous building like in mm. this area, especially like cities that I hadn't been to yet because I've been to like Kyoto, Osaka, like Tokyo, obviously, but there were like cities that I've never been in. So it was super interesting for me to see like, okay, what's like, a famous building like in Beppu, I think there's like this, also this tower, I forgot the name of it. But yeah, like, just like looking at all these places. And so I just suggested to you, like, look, we could just make like kind of a cover where you have all these like things crammed together in one image. So it just feels a bit more like, hey, this is like all over Japan, but we're all like kind of in the same situation right now. So it has like a, like a comfortable kind of vibe to it. And I went mm. with like, kind of like typically like sunset themed colors around it yeah it's i like i don't think it'd be overstating it to say it's it's perfect (laughs) (laughs) i as soon as i saw it like i had no i've tried to live the last like year to two years of my life without expectations and as soon as i saw this i was like oh this is, is is exactly what I didn't expect. This is just just wonderful. <laughs> yeah, um, and it, it kind of opened up a lot of like I I don't know I I don't think I've sent you uh, any. Have you seen any of the animations that I've done with the map and whatnot? Uh, I did see it in the in the video that came out. Okay. Yeah. Um, I try to stick with like the same color theme. I would like literally mm-hmm. just pick out colors that you've used and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> um, it made it really easy to work with. It made it, it actually surprisingly matches my Instagram grid as well. So I was able to just pop a picture up That's there as nice. well. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's been really well taken. I think everyone's enjoyed it. Uh, there have been a couple people who have already picked it apart and been like, hey, I noticed uh, when I shared it for the first time, people started like speculating, okay, so there's someone from Tokyo, there's someone from Osaka, there's some, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, that's true. That's so. good because I wanted to try and find like the most like iconic places. But yeah, there's like, obviously in all these cities, there's so many beautiful buildings and I, mm. I actually like wrote some things down because I was like doing some research I was like okay I have to actually go here like on my next trip <laughs> like my list is kind of like just like expanding like crazy right now <laughs> especially because you have people from like Fukuoka and like northern Japan and it's like those are places that I've been wanting to see for the longest time and they like sound completely amazing they really are they really are um I the one thing that I I can only guess uh, because we didn't really talk about any of the struggles that you had while designing that like if you had any trouble with it we actually it was very smooth it was like hey can you do this yes I can cool here it is done yeah um, but I imagine in my mind that you probably might have struggled a little bit with the amount ibate out mm-hmm. in Morioka, right? Where where Sharla's episode would have been from. Uh, there's a mountain that looks very, very much like Mount Fuji. 
Now yeah. it has some distinctive <laughs> features that make it less Fuji-esque that you really need. Like I looked at it. Now I love Mount Iwate. Uh, we did a road trip uh, up there uh, the end of 2019 and it's, it's a gorgeous mountain and it has a distinctive look that really does pull it apart from Mount Fuji. And you actually nailed it in this little image. But were you worried yeah. that anyone would be like, oh, this is Mount Fuji? Like, did you yes. second guess that at all? <laughs> Absolutely, because I I had seen it in some images before, but I never like I was researching it obviously for this, and I was trying to find like an angle that would be like the most iconic because it does mm. have like a really like kind of symmetrical but a bit like unique shape, especially mm. compared to like Mount Fuji. So I was just trying to make sure. Okay, can, I hope people can tell like where exactly this is from. But I was thinking, okay, um, I guess if you've been there, you might be able to tell. Yeah, especially because I already also had Tokyo Tower in there. So I was hoping, mm. okay, maybe people won't like make the connection here and think, okay, that's also like part of Tokyo. Mm. Yeah. But a giant snow-capped mountain backing the entire thing either way. Like when we were originally going over the concept of like the buildings all kind of put together. I've always loved the idea of juxtaposition. Um, I get the feeling that was actually one of the reasons why, aside from the color scheme and the obvious, like, you know, the fact that we know each other, one of the big reasons I reached out to you to, to do the work for this was I feel that we both have this odd affinity towards like things being juxtaposed against each other. So mm -hmm. you'll get like the, the beautiful city against the nature, right? Or you'll get the tops of yeah. the building with like the moon in the background, just that juxtaposition between like, yeah. And so I didn't want to be like, when we were having our initial talk, I didn't want to put any pressure and be like, by the way, love the juxtaposition make it happen so i said nothing at all and then yeah, when i got you didn't that i was give like much like oh. like directions i was like okay i hope to. i can make something that like you specifically <laughs> would be like expecting to get <laughs> mm, but i think yeah. because we we kind of like just have like similar views it was actually like just pretty smooth it was super fun like i had a lot of fun making it yeah mm. I didn't want to have too much influence on it um, because of how much I enjoy the style that you already have, which is why I gave you as little information as possible. It's <laughs> like, here are the people, here are their locations, go nuts. That's um, always like my favorite conditions anyways to work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad that we could do that. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, for now, let's put on the, the on the docket the next time that you are able to be in Japan. Uh, we'll do some kind of photography adventure, uh, whether mm -hmm. it be in the back streets of Tokyo or whether you tag along for one of our road trips across the country to some mystical hidden tunnel, whatever it is. We'll, we'll just... It's it's on the list right now. Everyone's yeah. heard it, so obviously it, it's kind of it's basically a verbal contract at this point. I, yes. I can't. Back Everyone out. has to remind you. <laughs> <laughs> so I would um, love to do a road trip. That would be amazing because I've never yeah. actually like driven in Japan. <gasps> really? <laughs> well, because I I know how to drive, but because it's like on the opposite side of the road, I I was always kind of like hesitant to rent a car and just like get out, but. Mm. That's like something that's on my bucket list and just like find the most like obscure random places that nobody's ever heard of. 
I am. Um, like, as soon as this is done, as soon as this is done, I'm sending you a short list. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I told you about that, like, quote unquote, abandoned adventure uh, that Victor and I spent like months and months planning this, trying to find the most abandoned, obscure, like unknown, just whatever places that weren't out there in the public eye or in the guidebooks or didn't have a lot of stuff on what there are some there's one location there's a shrine that we found that between the two of us as well as an assistant took us something like seven days straight of back and forth to find this oh really we'd seen it on an instagram photo somewhere uh we'd gone through we had like messaged the guy he's like oh it's someone else's photo i don't know we ran a google image search and then i started searching in japanese like all these phrases and then i sent that list of phrases to like a friend who is japanese and i was like yo can you help us find this image and then they searched and then we found this really obscure blog that had a picture that looks super similar and like talked about an area and then we still couldn't find it. So went on to Google Maps and like just kept oh. zooming in until, yeah. Like the street then, view. <laughs> yeah. We had, honestly, driving up to this like shrine hidden up on the top of a mountain with this super long stairway, all green, all mossed over. It was like something out of like... I, I don't even know what it's out of. Like, I've, it's just super mysterious. Yeah. We didn't even know if we were going to the right place. <laughs> we had no clue because we had honestly a, an educated guess at best. And it was really this feeling. It's why we called it the unnamed adventure because it had this feel of adventure. We were searching for something that wasn't put out there yet. And it was so much fun. So. I can't promise it'll be that great if we all go on a road uh, it trip. It might be even crazier. Who knows? Yeah, we will. <laughs> sure uh, we can find something cool. We 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 definitely we'll, we'll try and one up it the best we can. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us today. And it was uh, super yeah, nice. any closing thoughts, words, phrases, vowels. I just had like a lot of fun and I can already tell like if if we had like another three hours we could probably fill it with like more crazy stories and like weird things that we saw. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah. Absolutely. A lot of a lot of this has been ended on points where we're like, hey, should, we should probably do another episode. So if you want to, I yeah. think a lot of people are doing a second episode, whether it's for the at home show or just for a general podcast. I'm super glad that you were to come in and share all of this with us today. I'd mm-hmm. like to ask when the next trip to Japan is going to be. But that's an impossible well, question to answer. <laughs> it was supposed to be now around this time. So hopefully as soon as everything kind of is a bit more relaxed, then I'll be mm. back pretty quickly well uh yeah thank you once again so much and i will talk to you soon thank you bye funny story about this episode with denise there are so many things so many things that either a went completely unrecorded because we were like okay we're done and just turned off the camera just wasteful there were so many great topics just missed because we thought we were done and then, and then when I went to do this, like sit down and shoot the opening section, I, I didn't turn on this microphone. And so this microphone is all the, the internal mic for the camera is all I had. So I had to reshoot that entire thing, but fun episode that that's, that's all I have to say about that. 
I feel like each one of these episodes is adding something to my future schedule. I feel like, like the next year or two of my life is just predecided, just determined, laid out for me. I have so many commitments now. This is, it seems like for now, once again, my coffee cup is just about empty. I'm going to go fill her up and kick back with another episode. Don't forget to just take a break from the world every now and then. Fill your day, your ears, whatever you want. Just a little positivity. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I'll talk to you again real soon. Oh,